1: Welcome in to episode 178 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is presented, as always, by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations. That's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson, look forward to seeing you soon. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go be Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you?
0: I am fantastic, Jack. How are you?
1: Well, I'm doing okay, doing pretty solid. Uh, two big decisions have come uh, through the news wire, and two very expected decisions, Sean. Uh, we'll start with the uh anticipated decision of Ty Ty Washington. He officially puts uh, his name in the NBA draft, and his time at Kentucky, Sean, has come to a close. He will sign with an agent, uh, and uh, he, he bid farewell to Big Blue Nation, said that it's been a great ride. I appreciate what, every, uh, what Coach Cal has done. I appreciate the fan base. I appreciate uh, all the support staff at Lexington. But it is time for me to call it a college career, Sean. Uh, no surprise at all.
0: No, no surprise at all with that announcement and decision. Uh, I think that that's the one we've expected since he arrived at Kentucky, honestly, when he had the buzz going into the offseason and the way the the season was going before the injuries i mean that that one that one had no impact on anything that that we talk about with this roster for next year like uh, that's not even one i was even factoring in and returning i know there was some people wondering well maybe the injuries did they send him back to kentucky did his stock fall with some of those injuries no like this Tata was to me a guy that I've had penciled in since November as not been on that roster for next season. So when we talk about all these transfers and who's coming back and what this roster could look like, in no way was I factoring him returning or not being there in, in any way in, in any part of the of the outcome of who should stay or go.
1: Yeah, Ty is a dude that he is was penciled in as a one and done from the minute he signed with Kentucky. He is a uh, whether his stats or even play sometimes. I know he was inconsistent to close out the year and we dealt with the injury bug and uh, just really wasn't the same person after that uh, that Auburn rolled ankle. I mean, it, it seemed like after that point, he was just never himself uh, after that. But before then, Sean, I mean, it, it was hard to find a better uh, freshman guard in America the way he was scoring at all three levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was playing efficient basketball, wasn't turning the ball over, really uh, exploring himself as a point guard option and uh, really showed that, that two-way uh, ability, I thought he grew a lot as a defender. Um, I, I know Kentucky fans will remember the ugly stuff. They'll remember the injury. They'll remember the very, very poor shooting performances to close out the year. But Sean, uh, I think that Ty Ty Washington is a player that Kentucky fans need to remember fondly. Uh, I, this is a kid that he embraced that spotlight at Kentucky from day one. Uh, he always had a smile on his face. He was always dancing, having a good time, played terrific, terrific basketball at his peak. That Tennessee game at home, the, the day uh, after Joby Hall passed, or it was the morning of uh, that he passed, uh, he goes out and goes for a career-high, super-efficient basketball uh, that was the best we've ever seen him in a uniform, and it was one of the biggest games of the year for the Cats, one of the, the most impressive offensive performances we've seen uh, in recent memory. Ty Ty Washington, I think, was a phenomenal basketball player. He had his downside. He had his, his downs as well as his ups, but uh, I, I do think that Kentucky fans should look back on his career very, very positively.
0: He brought a lot of energy to a program that I think needed it, a lot of positivity with his his smile, his personality, the dancing, all of it. I mean, you saw the the little commercial things that they put together where he was leading the the dance team in the gritty and and things like that. And I, I thought that that was really good, especially in a year following a year where there wasn't any normal for Kentucky basketball and, and getting back to that and, and seeing these personalities. I thought he was excellent at that. I thought he played at an extremely high level, as you mentioned, that Tennessee game and all the way through and, until the injuries and then. You had a kid that was not healthy at the end but suited up and tried to give it a go, was nowhere near 100%. You could tell his numbers reflect that, but he gave it a go and did all he could for his team. And I think the Kentucky fans should absolutely remember him fondly for all of those things.
1: Yeah, that strength and toughness that you showed, and, I mean, look – Uh, That end of season story, I know it didn't go the way that he wanted and and he hoped, but, you know, his mom coming back to watch him play in the NCAA tournament, the fight that she showed and just that whole family spirit, Sean, I thought was so impressive and uh, just, you know, it's sad to see him go because it just felt like uh, before that Auburn game, he was just starting to find his rhythm and then he he gets hurt uh, and then he really struggles to kind of find that the rest of the season, the inefficient play he has uh, you know, one very good game, and then follows it up with you know three or four really inconsistent and inefficient games, and and I think that's kind of what Kentucky fans will remember him for. But uh, it is just a tough scene because it, it is a guy that I do think. Again, you go down the list: Tyrese Maxey, Emmanuel, quickly. You know, you got all the elite guards that have come through Kentucky that I think play better in the NBA than they do at 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 Kentucky. I think, I think Ty Ty Washington is going to be the next example of that. I think he's going to step in, not necessarily day one, uh, but I definitely think that, that he's going to have a very bright career in the, in the NBA. Just the way he plays, his, his floor presence. He kind of reminds me of a, of a Shea Gilders Alexander. He kind of mm-hmm. plays with poise and pace uh, and, and really doesn't he, – he likes to control the pace of the game. He doesn't get sped up, and that's something that Shea Gilders Alexander did and really started to find his groove uh, when he got to the NBA. I think that's going to be something similar to what we see uh, Ty Ty Washington. I definitely think he's going to be a very good pro.
0: I do too, and and now the question will be for him: is uh, you know where will he play best? Will it be with the ball in his hands? Will it be off the ball? I think that'll be a decision that will will kind of play out and develop over the next uh, you know few months, maybe the next year or so as, as he makes his transition to the league. But I think he's going to be a very very good pro. And for all the reasons that we saw at Kentucky this year, you saw him lead the point guard position when Xavier Wheeler was out, and he sets a single game record for assists versus Georgia. You, you saw him score at the mid range. You saw him healthy, be able to knock down the three-point shot. I thought that was the area that really went uh, in addition to his mid-range game at the with the ankle injuries, especially when it was contested shots. You just want to see him get back to 100% here, get drafted, and then uh, carve out a path in the league. I think he's going to be a very solid player.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it begs the question, Sean, I know uh, he was hyped up as an elite sh- shooter out of high school. We both saw him with our own two eyes several times, and both of us said, there is no way this kid is not an elite three-point shooter in Kentucky. Uh, he gets to Lexington, Sean, and his stats kind of prove otherwise. And, uh, Sean, it's kind of uh, been a recurring theme, an ongoing joke, an ongoing frustration uh, with Kentucky fans uh, and Kentucky media members, people that follow this. Uh, this team closely that it for whatever reason players get to Kentucky and their three-point shooting numbers slip a bit and obviously there's outliers and shoot we saw Kellen Grady uh, you know absolutely scorched the Nets the majority of the year and just kind of hit his slump to close out the close out uh, the season but it, it is another example of a player that didn't shoot it as well from the three-point line as I think a lot of people anticipated uh, that I kind of think he projects very, very well as a three-point shooter. I think his form is is mechanically sound, fundamentally sound. And I think he's going to kind of emerge as, as yet another I, I don't know what it'll be, 38% plus three-point shooter in, in the league. And I know he didn't get to show that for the majority of the year. He kind of had his his slumps. And uh, really, he was a guy that tried to, you know, kind of sometimes shoot himself out of shooting slumps a little bit and kind of created some inefficient numbers. But uh, I, I hate to say it, but I think he's going to step in and be yet another example of a guy that uh, didn't really get to show what he could be as a three-point shooter at Kentucky, but emerges as a very, very strong three-point threat in the league.
0: Yeah, the NBA game, it just seems to have – a. I mean, obviously we all know that it has a better flow to it, especially offensively and everything. I mean, I think you see a lot of guys from Kentucky go to that league and just the the overall flow and the transition of it, it's just easier for them. It's just more in rhythm than is at Kentucky. Kentucky does a lot of stuff offensively in the half court where they kill a bunch of time and then they try to get into some of their offense, whether it be their floppy sets that they do for one circle, two circle, three circle and on. Uh, you see these guys go from Kentucky, and they have better shooting seasons than they had in college. Uh, Kellen Grady, oddly enough, had the best three-point shooting season of his career at Kentucky this year. And then, uh, Ty-Ty, we, we saw – I know you talked about it. We've been there and watched him win three-point shootouts. We watched him hit contested jumpers at the Iverson Classic and and everything. And then you, you see those numbers dip. Tyrese Maxey did the exact same thing at Kentucky. Multiple guys have and then gone on to the NBA. So I, I think Ty-Ty Washington is going to be another one of those guys as well.
1: Yeah, so Ty-Ty is the first big bit of news this week, and it's it's an anticipated departure. Another very anticipated departure. One, Sean, uh don't want to – you know, it's it was one of those situations that you want to talk about it and you wanna be forward with it and kind of set the tone and set the expectation of the offseason. Uh but Sean, we talked about Bryce Hopkins and the possibility of him leaving. Uh, I mean, we talked about that since January. the the there have been very clear and strong rumors, and not just rumors, very clear smoke about the possibility of Bryce Hopkins exploring the transfer portal, uh, that he would have one season in Lexington and Uh, Very, very likely to explore his options at the end of the year, and Sean, he was the second decision, uh, second player to hit the portal on this Kentucky roster, Dante Allen. Again, another very expected departure. Uh, The next in line, obviously Bryce Hopkins announces his decision on Thursday morning, and, and it was really disappointing because it's one that we have both been very adamant that bryce hopkins is going to be a very good pro one day or a very good college player one day and we thought that it could be at kentucky his game is so it fits perfectly at the collegiate level uh he's one of those stout kind of six seven 240 ish pound players that uh he's kind of uh, got the size, but also has the versatility and the and the athleticism and kind of the skill to be that perfect small ball four type player. We never got to see that with consistency, and, and his role was just so back and forth, up and down. He never got consistent minutes, uh, and it was one of those deals that it was more of an if, not if, but when type situations that he would ultimately hit the portal. Uh, and, Sean, he finally does. Thursday morning, uh, he uh, becomes the second Kentucky player to hit the portal.
0: Yeah, and it provides some clarity at that position where there's just a log jam, and, and we'll get into that. But, you know, Keon Brooks hit the portal from that spot, and now Bryce Hopkins has, and no surprise. We, we've talked about this. You and I kept saying, man, I really hope we see him at Kentucky next year. I hope he builds some momentum and then kind of finds his way in Lexington. And then that happened against LSU. John Calipari says that he's gonna need, he needs to play Bryce more, and I, I don't think he totaled 10 minutes the rest of the year, Jack. Uh, The rest of the way in those games after the LSU performance, if I'm not mistaken, I know he he played him there at Arkansas early, took him out, never put him back in, Uh, and I don't I know for a fact he didn't play uh, there in the postseason. But it's frustrating. But at the same time, I don't think it's one of those. I saw a lot of people on social media yesterday getting really upset. You know, coming out with a lot of talk about the UK basketball program and that that it's dead and that Cal's ways are gone and all this stuff and. It wasn't one of those transfers that made me kind of think, man, this this is just a backbreaker for the program. Sure, it's frustrating because you want guys like Bryce Hopkins to see a path at Kentucky and to have a place at Kentucky because, Jack, I think he has potential to develop into a very, very good college basketball player sooner rather than later. Now he just needs to, wherever he goes, he needs to get himself in shape, in better shape. I think that would have helped him this year at Kentucky but it, it is frustrating, but it's one of those things that we've been hearing for a while now. So, honestly, it's no surprise. And it, that's a spot with you had Toppin, you had Keon, you had Bryce, you had Damian play some four alongside Oscar. I mean, there's a lot going on at that position. They have Chris Livingston coming in that we're talking about playing as a small ball four. There had to be some attrition there. And, honestly, when it comes to him transferring Keon going to the draft, we still want to see what Keon does if he pulls his name out. It's really no surprise that when we the dust settles, it might just be Jacob Toppin and Damian Collins.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's one of those deals that I understand where the frustration comes from on the Kentucky fan side because those are the type of players that you want to see develop in this program. It's uh, you know kind of the the thing that we said when Cal came in and the one and done mindset kind of came to fruition and, and became so prominent with this program. those were the kind of guys that you wanted to keep those fringe top 40 recruits you know the Cameron Fletchers of the world those guys the Lance Weyers who uh, you know you you bring in knowing that they're kind of a long-term project piece but you know they can give you something but you got to be patient with them but also have to kind of there there's a push and pull with it right Sean where the the frustration that we had with Damian Collins this year was you know how can a dude like that who has just an unbelievable amount of potential ever see that potential if he never plays and yeah. that was the frustration with with Bryce Hopkins is you obviously want to see him play and you saw what he could do uh, against LSU he comes in quick uh, you know th- 12 points in 13 minutes super efficient scores at, at you know the mid range and knocks down a couple jumpers and and you know scores strong uh, you know, strong inside physical presence and you're like, man, that guy can contribute right now. And you go back to all the rumblings all offseason, uh, the summer leading up to it, that, that was a dude that everybody kind of singled out as, man, he has really, really emerged as a, as kind of an early immediate impact guy. And when you bring in a 6'7", 235-ish pound uh, presence who is kind of more skilled than athlete – that's what Cal has been saying over and over again about what he wants to be he's tra- he's going away from pure length and pure athleticism and and you know kind of those those type of traits and wanting to kind of be more of a skill and shooter and, and those type of, of traits he was the perfect prototypical guy so I understand the frustration but again Sean, this was a guy that averaged two points a game one rebound a game six minutes this is not a guy that was going to be a superstar at the, at the at Kentucky next season he was just going to be a guy that could be a very solid contributor. Uh, I think sooner rather than later, I really don't understand the decision on his end. Uh, if he was just so focused on going somewhere where he can play immediately, play a ton of minutes, you heard these rumblings so early, Sean, about his frustration and it not being a a personality fit at Kentucky that it made you wonder: a) why he signed with with Kentucky in the first place, and b) why he didn't leave in January where he could kind of get a one semester head start on uh, on you know sitting out, kind of getting used to that next program and and you know, the strength and condition and using the rest of the season as a true redshirt year to develop his body. That was the one thing that he said that he needed to fix going into the season. You could see it with him. It just really didn't make sense why he even signed with Kentucky in the first place, Sean, if this was his end goal. You'd think that if he wanted to be at a Providence or a DePaul or an Illinois or something like that, that that'd be his first uh, choice out of high school anyway.
0: Yeah, and, and two, there, there's another thing that really stands out to me about this, and if you remember the preseason, who was the one guy that everyone was talking about, everyone that we talked to, sources inside the program, those sharing information, who was the one guy that they were building up in the preseason? It was, it was Bryce. It was Bryce. Who was it a couple of years ago? Johnny Juzang. Oh, Johnny Juzang, yep. And now you look at this, and you got two kids that have – gone out of the program after one season a program a year where they they never really carved out that consistent role you know that the potential was there but they just couldn't get it I'm starting to wonder if a lot of this buzz in the preseason about these guys is that is that people get this feeling that okay this is a guy that maybe be on the maybe is on the fence about being here maybe they're trying to find their place I'm trying to give this positive PR to them. I'm wanting them to know that they've got a place here and they're just not buying into it or they're just not seeing it or they're not finding it Uh, because that's happened now multiple times. I mean, that is two straight normal off seasons. Now, I know the COVID year was a little different, but two straight off seasons where the guy that we've heard a lot of buzz about that. Ooh, this could, this guy could end up sneaking in and being an NBA draft picked after one season in Kentucky. And then it's just not worked out for him. I just, I don't know if I should be concerned by that or if I'm looking too much into it, but I, I don't know if it's a coincidence that we've had that happen to us now in the last couple of years.
1: And, you know, it's really interesting, actually. You bring up a really, really impressive point because uh, Cameron Fletcher was the exact same way, almost identical scenario all three years, guys that almost immediately you kind of hear about some discontent, uh, you know, not like they were re- locker room issues, but more so that they – uh, weren't a, a, a fit within the the system and that they were wanting to see more. And, you know, Johnny Juzang, it was almost identical all three years, actually. It's kind of funny. At Hoopal Classic 2019, Johnny Juzang was a player that I heard that year. Uh, yeah, this is a kid. I don't think he's going to make it through. Or maybe it was 2020, whatever the, um, I think it might have been 2020. Yeah, because he was part of that 2019 20 team. That January, I heard from from somebody out in the West Coast. He said, "Oh, don't expect Johnny Juzang to be here next year. He already has his backpacks, bro. He's gone." And I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, that's kind of." interesting insight there but you know didn't really think anything of it and then sure enough almost immediately after the season ends he's out and then just the next year Cameron Fletcher almost identical situation you hear about you know maybe he's not happy you get the blow up against North Carolina on the sideline you he gets kicked off the program temporarily he comes back Calipari really really goes out of his way to hype up man he's been the ultimate team player we're really excited to have him in this program saying all these things and then he's gone Days after the season ends, and yeah. then go figure again this season. Bryce Hopkins, January, same, uh, same. He already has his backpacks. He's gone, and then go, go figure. Same situation. He answers the portal almost immediately after the season ends. Yeah, and,
0: and that's where I'm coming from. Like that, that, that's a pattern, right? Like if it happens, oh, yeah. if it happens one time, then you're like, ah, okay. But now that's happened two or three times, you're like, all right, there's something to this. And, and I think that the staff is right in trying to get him to stick, because you saw what Johnny's developed into. Johnny has been a very, very good college basketball player, played in the Final Four, uh, and you you wonder now, you know, where does Bryce go? What does Bryce do? And, and Bryce has a ton of potential. I called him the the best overall athlete on the team when it comes to how smooth he was. Like, when he was in transition, he can lead the break. He can grab a board and go. He can, he can glide to the rim. He's explosive and strong. He will be a very good college basketball player somewhere else. I think that's the painful side of it because you could see him playing his way into a really, really solid player at Kentucky and someone that they could lean on this coming season or maybe even beyond if it was a multiple-year guy. Uh, I think that's the frustrating part about it. But hopefully he finds the fit that's best for him. I do think Kentucky's going to be okay. I, I think out of all the situations here at that four spot, we all expected Jacob Toppin to be the one that, when the the dust settles, he would be the guy on the roster. I still, in my gut, think that Keon will withdraw and try his options in the portal, and then you got Chris Livingston coming in. And do they add someone at that four spot? I, I just felt like Toppin was the the one that was the most solid in knowing that he would be back next year. We heard all these rum ones about uh, Bryce Hopkins and. We kind of expected Keon to kind of declare or maybe see the portal. And that still remains to be seen exactly what his final decision is. But I do think Toppin will be there when the dust settles with Livingston and then maybe a transfer.
1: Yeah, I I think that's definitely the way it unfolds. And you brought brought up uh, different possibilities for Bryce Hopkins. I've heard that Illinois has kind of emerged as a sneaky uh, early favorite for him. I've heard that Providence is very interested, DePaul. Uh, they were the school to beat uh, initially. He wanted to go back home. They were, uh, I'd I heard that they were very interested in bringing him in. I don't think that, I think if he's going to go back home, I think he's going to go to a place uh, like Illinois, team up with uh, another. Um, Former Kentucky player, former Kentucky signee, Sky Clark, who just committed to Illinois yesterday. I think that they uh, have emerged as kind of a a pretty interesting option. And then Louisville, I've heard, is also interested as well. They're going to start poking around and seeing uh, what he thinks as well. So that's definitely something to keep a close eye on. Uh, Sean, we're going to keep this episode short. Um, I'm going to be traveling up to Indy tomorrow to go see the 3SSB. Um, Go see Reed Shepard. Go see a couple new UK targets that... Uh, I know the Kentucky staff is going up to see and Sean, I have a little bit of other roster scoop that that I want to make sure that we dive into and not uh, cut into and in, in just a, a little short, episode so we're going to record again here and the next day or so when i get up to indy and and you know get to see these kids in person again uh we're going to make some time and, and record another one that we can go a little bit more in depth on the roster but uh, i want to make sure we i just wanted to make sure we got this roster news out there we had a draft decision we had another transfer portal decision we promised to uh, make sure we stay up uh, up top on on every a uh, bit of news that comes out, so we wanted to, to hold firm on our promise. So, uh, Sean, let's get out of here uh, and then regroup again in the next day or two. Uh, so, let's get out. Where can fans find your work?
0: You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at GBBCountry.
1: Find me on Twitter as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email at jpilgrim at With that, we'll be back next time for another jam-packed source to say podcast.
0: We will see you then.